Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. All right, good evening. Good evening, thanks. Good evening, everyone tuning in and listening. Um, thank God for everyone that is listening on the night and you're listening to Bible study, Praise Tabernacle, by way of Chaos Blog Talk. And um definitely would um like to welcome everyone uh, to our Bible study on tonight. Got a good lesson. Know that um hope everyone enjoyed their, their holiday break. Um and enjoyed uh Christmas, had a Merry Christmas. Um and as we know Jesus is the reason for the season. Um and on tonight I will be giving you all the the word on the night, giving you all the message on tonight. Um and uh again I will be coming from um first Thessalonians chapter five and it'll be, be verse twelve through twenty five. So I'm not may or may not be um on here too long and just all depends. You know, we're coming back from the holidays and, and things of that nature. So we just want to be able to get in and get a good word and get a good understanding on tonight, give you all some words of encouragement and then um let you all go. Definitely thank you all for tuning in on tonight. Uh don't know exactly who's all on the panel. But on tonight, just going to be able to um, give what I got, what the Lord laid on my heart on tonight, and um, any other panel members that are on, that you're listening um, at any time, you know, feel free to join in um, at any time. And if you have any anything, uh, any, any questions or any issues, um, definitely uh, send a text directly. But thank you all for tuning in to, on tonight. And tonight is going to be... Uh, more of a continuation from a message that I had did um, uh, about two weeks ago um, and, and actually preached it, but now we're going to go over a teaching version of it and, and complete it also. So it's a different way than I'm going to um, approach the, the scripture on tonight, uh, approach the lesson on tonight, but it definitely has a lot to deal with uh, the church as a whole and I'm going to go to my topic verse again. This is going to be First Thessalonians chapter 5, and the verse is going to be verse 14. And this is where the, verse, uh, where, the, where the topic verse comes from. And it reads, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. And the Lord gave me for a topic. We're all in this together. Amen. We're all in this together. And I know that it was, you know, it's holiday season, and we just experienced um, that, you know, a lot of us had a, a lot of family time as to where we were uh, coming together. So now we're going to uh, flip that and actually add a little bit more to it because we, we see how that can be even over the holidays, but, uh, we're all in this together as a church family as well. And within the church, I don't know about y'all, if you may have had a had a gathering at your house or anything like that, you know that every now and again, you know, that there may be uh, one person or someone that, 
you know, there may be an issue or something like that. But we have to address those issues and address them with love. So in a sense, this is kind of what we're doing. Same way you have to do that, you know, at home. You have to do some of this type of stuff in addressing the house um, within the church as well. So on tonight, we're going to be addressing how we should come together as a church, but we also know that every now and again it may be uh, some discrepancies. It may be um, some problems here and there, but we just got to know how to handle it, and we got to handle this stuff with love. So this lesson on tonight is meant for the encouragement of the church as a whole. We have to understand our position and focus on doing that to the best of our abilities. So this is when we can we can see that, you know, there's no I in team, so to speak. We have to hold each other accountable, and this version of accountability is done with love. So sometimes, depending on the situation, people can make it hard, but showing the love of God should be easy. So this is where we jump into the body of the lesson, and let's look at verse 12, and we're going to go all the way down to uh, verse 25, and we're going to see as Paul begins to um, address the church and what he has to say about this, and this is going to be um, encouraging for us. Verse 12, let me read. And we beseech you, therefore, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Amen. So Paul is writing his first letter to the church of the Thessalonians, and throughout this chapter, even up until this point, he has been giving them a lot of guidance and structure on how things should go in the church. So he's taking the time out to check on them. And that's what a good leader or even a good friend should do from time to time, you know. So I don't know about y'all, but, you know, it's nice to have at least a good friend that will check on you, you know, see how things are going, check the temperature, let's see how things are going with you, how's the family or how, you know, anything. Just, you know, just try and at least have a sort of connection. So with that being said, you know, he's, he's also talking about how the church should should support the leaders of the church. So in that support, you know, we have to support them with love because, you know, there can be folks that, you know, support, but, you know, it, it comes with drama. It comes with, with problems at the same time. So we don't we don't want it to be that way. So we want to have that support the right way, have that support with love. And, you know, and that same person that's um, probably, you know, the, the one that is going to cause the problems and stuff like that sometimes is normally going to be, one of the first ones to volunteer to help. I don't know why it's like that. Sometimes uh, some of the ones that they, they know it might be a problem is going to be, you know, some of the first ones to volunteer and try and help do this, help do that. But you got to be able to help and do it the right way. Come in and help and offer your help with love and with good intentions and, and not trying to cause some friction, cause some problems. You know, and clearly we can see here in verse 13 that, 
we are to esteem them very highly with love. So your leaders, we are to esteem them very highly with love. Key word in that. Um, as a volunteer or as, you know, the church, you know, uh, if you, you know, you can't do it in love, then don't do it. You can't be the one that's going to um, operate that space and support, whether it be any support, you know, the pastor or any uh, part of the church group, then don't do it if you can't do it the right way, you know, because we have to be at peace at the church, you know. And I, I know that I'm not the, the only one that goes through enough throughout the week. We have different problems. We have different stuff that we go through through the week. So, you know, I ain't trying to come to the church and have church drama. You know, we want just peace. We don't want the church drama. We want the peace. And if you look at the end of the verse, it's talking about peace. You want that peace of mind. You want a piece of good conversation. And, man, you should leave the church feeling better unless it was, you know, one of them Sundays when the word, you know, being preached against you, against your sin in particular, you know, in a particular category. And that's the only time you might feel a, a type of way, you know, it would still be a good way. But in, on, in all honesty, you're supposed to come in and leave feeling better when you go to church. You know, like I say, you might feel some type of way if that word hits you and it pricks you because, you know, a pastor or whoever the speaker is talking about certain sin or certain things and calling that out and you just so happen to fall in it. Then I, I understand if you feel some type of way. But, you know, barring that situation, you should go into church and leave out of church feeling great, feeling good that you were around um, your brothers around your sisters and get some encouraging words and you know like I said we go through so much throughout the week that you just want to be able to get that that release you want to be able to get that version of peace that you probably wasn't getting throughout the week you know so that that peace will come from God and come from the Lord and also we just have to be reminded to support each other and that's what Paul is talking about um, in this verse uh, within these two verses to make sure that we can come together in peace. So on the verse 14, topic verse, again, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. So this verse alone goes to show you uh that there's levels to this thing. You know, everybody walk ain't the same. Everybody comprehension level ain't the same. Some folks even take uh, some of the simplest stuff and, and take it out of context. I, I know we've all had those sit- situations where, you know, someone that got offended about something is really like, you know, we didn't, it didn't come out that way. It just so happened to get offended. You know, then, you know, once somebody offended, then it's, you know, begins to be a problem. And, you know, it, you know, it always, you know, happens. You know, people don't want it to happen, but sometimes things like this happen, you know. But just like the word says, we have to be patient with them. So you got to be patient even with the folks that take some stuff out of context, people that get offended, people that <clears throat> um, are that feeble-minded, so to speak, uh, we have to support the the weak, meaning the, for example, the new converts and, and stuff like that. The new converts, the new Christians, the uh, the ones that are 
babes in Christ. We got to be a little bit more patient with the babes in Christ. And we have to support our brothers and sisters, you know, because some of them need a little bit of extra help and assistance, getting some background noise. Um, Someone can mute their phone, please. We have to support our brothers and sisters that need the extra help and assistance. Um, Again, even along with that, you know, we still can't forget about, you know, what Paul said in the opening uh, opening verse. He said, warn them that are unruly. You know, you would think that there wouldn't be any unruly folks in the church, but it does happen, you know, and when it happens, we have the right to address these things and not just continue to let these things slide, especially if it's causing a disturbance amongst the saints. So just like, you know, things happen at home or things happen, you know, (laughs) listen, like I said, within just the holiday season, if you had a gathering, you may have one or two that may have got a little bit unruly, got a little bit um, out of the way, so to speak. So those are the ones that we have to, hey, we got to correct this stuff, but we got to do so in love. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Just because you can set out the perfect occasion and bring everybody together, it's going to be somebody somewhere that may cut up. It, it just might happen. And when it does happen, we got the right to address it. We got the right to, hey, you know, let's uh, let's talk about this. Like Scripture says, warn them that are unruly, you know. So we got a right to address this stuff, you know. We ain't, we ain't got to sit back and just let any and everything happen. But However, we just have to make sure that we do so in love, you know, because people got to understand that God's house is not your house. You know, you might cut up at home, but not in God's house. So if that's how you're going to operate, you can't operate like that in God's house. So when we're in the church and we're amongst the saints, we're coming together to fellowship we got to make sure that we take care of business. We got to make sure that we take care of the house, you know. Uh, and, and that's where we got to tighten up. That's where we got to get things together. Is that we can't allow just any and everything to go on in the church, you know. We don't, especially, you know, we we can we can deal with praise tabernacle. So especially in praise tabernacle, we got to be able to speak up and speak out if something get to going a little crazy, you know. God forbid, but you know things happen, and we got to be. Uh, seasoned in the word enough to be able to speak up properly within context and, and, and go to whoever, go to that brother, go to that sister and, and speak up. And, hey, you know, we can't do that. You can't act like that in the church. You can't do that. So let's keep God's house as a sanctuary. Um, let's keep it sanctified, holy, peaceful, and clean. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, and this version of clean I'm talking about is from the inside out, from the pulpit to the door. So that's all of us. We've got to come together because we're all in this together. So we got to be clean, and we have to help others get clean by the way of the Holy Spirit, by the preaching and teaching of God's word in proper context, not just your own context. So we got to make sure that we're doing the right thing and that we're studying and giving this thing out to the people in the right way. So that's what we got to make sure we're doing as a church body, as a body of believers. We got to make sure that we're coming together the right way because, as we said in the, in the title, we're all in this together. Um, is there anyone 
have any questions or any comments at this point? Okay. All right, that's no problem. We'll keep on going. We'll pick up verse 15, and I'm going to keep on going. Um, at any point, if anybody have anything, feel free to say something, even if I'm in the middle of what I'm saying. Feel free to say anything. All right, verse 15, and the word says, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. So this scripture in a nutshell, um, it's basically saying that, you know, we shouldn't be doing the tit for tat, you know. We shouldn't be holding a grudge or telling someone it's on sight, so to speak, you know, because they wronged you. So we can't be doing those types of things. We can't render evil for evil. We can't try to match people's energy to that degree, and we're going to end up, you know, doing certain things that are outside of our character, which is outside of the characteristics of Christ. We can't end up doing those type of things, you know. So it may be hard to deal with when someone does you wrong, but your response to that wrongdoing is very important. We have to respond the right way. We have to respond in a good way with love. And it may be hard to do. Again, saints, it may be hard to do, but that's what we have to do. Um, Even if it means that we're just cordial. So if you have a situation with somebody, you could just be cordial with them. But we ain't got to be on, you know, we can't be on that same level, but we're cool. You know, so even if you have any type of discrepancies amongst the saints in particular, we can, we can you know, get a, we can agree to disagree, but we don't have to have a long, drawn-out, outstanding beef or anything like that. We can agree to disagree and go our separate ways. That's what you're supposed to do. Again, um, you know, uh, uh, Paul and Peter, they didn't always see eye to eye, but they knew how to come together for the glory of the Lord when it was time to, but they could still call each other out on if if anybody was, uh, you know, if there was a disagreement, per se, within the Scripture. You know, so we can can have that as to where – it's not like you're going to be best friends with everybody, so to speak. But we do have to know how to come together and love each other and not have a messy situation in the household of God. So, you know, you don't, you don't have the meaning, so to speak. If you have an issue with someone within the church, that means that, you know, you don't have to quit being on the praise team, you know, because one of the other brothers and sisters, um, you know, got on your nerves or whatever, or however, y'all can, you know, you can be on one side singing, doing your thing, and y'all let, we can come together and do what we got to do, and then, hey, we can lead a church and let that be that. You bring your contribution to the body of Christ, and I bring mine, and everything is fine. We got to learn how to still come together, but we got to make sure that everything works because we're all in it together. So that's a version of being accountable. And, and we have to understand that we have to hold each other accountable. But this version of accountability is done with love. So even though we're, we're holding each other accountable, let's do it the right way, like the Scriptures say. All right? <clears throat> Verse 16, and I'm going to go on down. 16 to 18. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So 
we can support each other. You know, I can rejoice with you when it's time to. We should pray for each other when it's time to, you know, simply because that's what a good, strong, and healthy church is supposed to do. You know, it shouldn't be hard to support somebody. It shouldn't be hard for me to rejoice when and, and be happy for you when you're happy, you know. And even when you're going through something, uh, be there for you. I can even be sad for you at that occasion, but I got to know to pray for your situation and be able to pray for you. So, you know, everyone needs someone, you know, to share these happy moments with. And also, them, I need you to pray for me moments. So that's when things get deep, when when you got that I need you to pray for me moment, you know. And that's when you need someone that's going to pray without ceasing, you know. And, and when you begin to pray without ceasing, that's when things begin to happen. You know, Peter was escorted out of prison, you know, because of by, by the angel, because of how the church came together in prayer. They prayed for his deliverance, and his deliverance happened. You know, so there's plenty of power in prayer. So you just got to believe. So we just got to do our part and also support our brother and sisters when they're going through these types of things. You know, and, and when it happens, we got to believe it and be thankful, and we should already be thankful for everything that he has done for us. We got to be thankful for him already providing for us and everything he's done up until this point. So we got to understand that at, at that point, um, we just have to, to to be appreciative of the things concerning God. We got to be appreciative of what God can do. If God has brought you through a miracle, then we got to be appreciative of that. We got to, we can't hold our, our mules, so to speak, as the old folks say. So we can't sit back and we don't say anything about how good God has been. You know, we got to be able to, to tell someone, and whether it be a stranger or just uh, one of your friends or that may be going through something, sometimes sharing a testimony uh, during, during the situation that someone is going through helps them to understand how, you know, God brought you out. He could, he could bring me out. You know, those are encouraging things. I can't tell you how many times just, you know, telling a simple testimony, even for someone that may not even be in the complete same walk, meaning that they believe in Jesus, but they haven't taken, like, a lot of Christianity um, seriously to make a wholehearted change within their life. So meaning that they believe in his existence, but they haven't, fully accepted him as Lord and Savior and fully allowed the Holy Spirit to dwell in them and, you know, operate under, you know, uh, Christianity, um, so to speak. So when you speak it to someone like that, there are times where you can encourage them just off of a simple testimony. That may inspire them to go to church. That may inspire them to pray because they forgot to pray. We all forget to pray sometimes. You know, I ain't the only one. A lot of times we um, get a little bit too caught up um, in uh, everyday life and things, how we can be busy and we got to go here, we got to do this, we got to do all these types of things, and sometimes we do forget to pray. So sometimes that can just remind you, hey, I forgot to pray today, and then now you're praying to God and you're being thankful uh, for all that he's done and what he's going to do because that's the thing. You know, if God has already shown up before, just imagine what he's going to do later on 
Uh, Lord willing, you know, I'm looking forward to next year. I believe that things are going to be greater, and I continue to say these types of things because they do happen. And also, even sometimes when things get better, sometimes you have some bumps in the road, you have some obstacles, you have some things that pop up that you like, man, where did this come from, God? You know, and those situations happen. But if we know to continue to be thankful that, you know, God is going to bring us through every one of these situations. And a lot of times we go through this stuff, and it's not always for us. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's because, you know, we didn't we didn't get it the first time. You're going through something again. You didn't get it. So, hey, we're going through it. All right, well, it was something that you needed to learn so that we can get to the next level. And, you know, some of this that I'm, I'm saying, not only I know it's for me, but it's for other people as well, um, a lot of times that's what ends up happening. So God is trying to take you to the next level, and a lot of times, sometimes we don't, we don't catch all the signs, but that's when we got to know to ask God, you know, just for clarity. Sometimes, hey, Lord, I'm, I, can't, I, can't, I can't see it. I don't know. Lord, just uh, reveal these things unto me, and he sure will. You know, there's a, a lot of different scenarios I've been through as to where God is just opening the door and, and, and some stuff has been playing. Now, there is some things as to where you pray for it, and it does happen, and you know, it's not as plain, but it ends up working out. You don't know how it worked out, but it ends up working out, you know, and I know I ain't the only one in here today that can say that same thing. Um, and, and that's really where, where a lot of, um, you know, the, the faith comes from as to where I don't know it, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know that it's going to happen. That's faith. You know, that's really what faith is all about. You're putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that he will do it. He will deliver you. He will bring you out. He will heal you. He will provide for you. And those are the types of things that happens with our Lord and Savior. You know, we got to understand that even if sometimes some things that may not happen, God may have a different plan for you. Everybody's situation is different. But listen, God can do it. You know, he has the ability to do it all, and that's what you have to understand, that he has the ability to do it all. Outside of what the human mind can think, outside of what the doctors can think, outside of what people um, know to be a certain way, God operates outside of all of that. You know, um, you weren't supposed to make it, but you did. God saw you through. And when I gave this initial um, gave this initial message, I even spoke about with my wife how she got into that um, car accident, um, and she's on the line. She may speak on that herself, but you know she was able to to make it through. You know, and these are the type of things that's the where when people are saying that there is an issue, or people are saying that oh man, I don't know how you made it, or, or, or whatever. But then that's when you have that moment where it's a but God. You know, I don't know how it happened, but God, God did it, you know. Don't know how, but he did it. That's part of uh, that song Travis Green um, brought up. Hey, man, but at this time, anybody um, got anything that they would like to, to say or anything they would like to add or any questions uh, before moving on? Now's the time. Amen. So I just wanted to make a, a quick comment. Um, basically, just to say that um, easier said than done, but as Christians, um, 
one of the main things that we have to practice is patience and making sure that we are displaying love. Uh, one of the verses that you read, I think it was uh, verse 14 or 15, that spoke about um, basically like fighting evil for evil. Like as Christians, like that's just not something that we do. We don't go out and um, seek revenge on people because of situations on how they treat us. Um, we're supposed to operate in love. It doesn't mean that you have to um, still continue to converse or deal with that person um, or whatever the situation is, um, whatever that affiliation is, but we don't go back and fight evil with evil. You know, like you can you can love people from a distance and not hate them, not wish ill will upon them because that's not how we operate. We operate um, like Christ does, and that's with love. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring out is um, about rejoicing. Um, when I was reading, it says that Christians can rejoice always because their joy isn't based on circumstances but in God because we can't base our joy on circumstances because circumstances change. God never changes. He's always the same as he was then and now. So he, he doesn't change. He doesn't fail us. So, you know, we can't just have our joy based upon right now or in the moment. Joy has to always be something that's with you, that's within you. So, um, again, don't base your joy upon circumstances, but base your joy in God and make sure that you are always rejoicing. Amen. Amen. That's a nice way even to sum up everything that we just went through. Thank you for that comment. Um, and like you said, you know, God doesn't change. We, we're the ones that end up changing and switching up and sometimes even cutting up. So that's what Paul is addressing throughout the message is that, you know, making sure that we, we do what we're supposed to be doing, you know. Um, and thank you for putting that into perspective because, you know, a lot of people needed to hear that as well, you know. So we got to make sure that we're just doing our part. You know, that's what the basis of the message is on tonight is we're all in this together. You know, we're not no one's saying, hey, I'm – better than you or this, you're better than me or anything like that. It's about coming together um, in the church, supporting one another, and making sure that if there is a discrepancy, we're able to call this stuff out, we're able to deal with this stuff in love. So uh, great comment. And now we're going to go towards um, 19, and uh, we're going to get on through this message. Like I said, we got from 19 going down, um, and I'll be done once I get down to 25. So uh, verse 19, the word reads, quench not the spirit. So we got to let the Holy Spirit that dwells in you operate, you know, and we got to let it operate the way it needs to operate. So don't try to get in the way, but do your best to stay out of the way because you can't help God like that. You know, God doesn't need any help. He's already God Almighty. He's already Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. God is God all by Himself. So, saints, we got to understand that we just have got we we have to allow the Holy Spirit to do His job. We have to allow Him to operate 
And that's what I was speaking about earlier, even what I'm talking about with, you know, with, with um, you know, one of my friends and stuff. You've got to make sure that, you know, you accept Christ, you know, and allow the Holy Spirit to operate within you. You know, we can't do it all. We can't figure it out on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to communicate with God for us. That's part of the word as well. When you when you have the Holy Spirit and you're even praying and you allow the Holy Spirit to operate and move within you, the Holy Spirit will communicate with God on your behalf because you don't even know all the words to say, you know, and that's how you simplify even praying is having a conversation with God, but you're allowing the Holy Spirit to move so that you can have that conversation with God, you know. So we just got to make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to operate. So verse 20, despise not prophesying. Um, so despise not prophesying. I put it to you like this. Any word that comes from the Lord, you know, and I mean truly comes from the Lord, will come to pass. You know, and I do understand that, you know, everyone does not have the gift of prophecy because it is a gift. But, you know, God has a select few that he deals with, you know, that are truly his and truly speak the words of the Lord, you know. And God, you know, for example, God has even used our pastor before on speaking a prophetic word, um, and this is a personal experience, about, you know, my wife and I, my wife, uh, having another child and told us the gender, you know, I think a year or two and everything before it happened. I want to say it may have been like two years. Uh, everything. And we just, listen, we tried to rebuke pastor. We was like, no, like, what you mean? We aren't having no more kids. And this, that, you know, and, and stuff like that. But it was like, no, he was like, you know, I, I had a, I think he said, you know, the pastor was on, he could tell you exactly how it was. But I think he said he had a, had a vision, and he had a he had a dream. God revealed to him that, you know, uh, we came into church, and our youngest at the time was not, you know, was not the youngest. He said that, I mean, he said that we had a, another boy. And I was like, what? You know, because at that time, me and my wife's mind, we were not on having more kids. But lo and behold, you know, it's, time just went on just a little bit, like a year later or so maybe a year and a half, we had it. We had to remind Pastor about the word that he spoke, you know, and it was just all confirmation, you know, because, I mean, that ain't something that you just pull out a hat, so to speak. I really revealed that thing unto him. So, you know, definitely just by that, we know that God is, is um, doing that. He has a select few that he will give those types of visions to um, or, or prophecy and, um, I've seen pastors do other things as well, and it's not like it'll happen all the time, but it's happened enough for us to be able to know, hey, you know, God is, is truly in the in his house, you know, and truly been using pastor, you know, especially for a prophetic word. So a lot of times we just have to um, listen to, to what the Lord is trying to say like I, like I jokingly said, hey, we tried to rebuke pastor, so to speak, meaning that, hey, we were trying to say, no, uh-uh. But, hey, God said otherwise. We knew that, you know, you know it's coming from God, you know. But 
definitely we got to make sure that we are having an ear, you know, to listen to what that says the Lord when it's coming from um, a, a true man, a woman of God, because God can use who he wants to use. And when, you know, God is using them, we got to be listening, you know, and making sure that we are paying attention, making sure that this is a word that is of God, you know. So making sure that we're doing that. Um, moving on, verse 21 22. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. So listen, says newsflash. You ain't got to do it. You know, you can stay away from the things and the people that are not of God. That's where it comes from. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And that's, that's, that's key right there. We got to make sure that we ain't getting a part uh, of everything. It's okay to not be a part of everything. As we can see here, um, it may be for your best. It may be in your best interest if we're not involved in everything. So, you know, we, we got to get into our mind as having uh, – you can have your guard up, so to speak, however you want to put it in the context. But we got to know that we can't get involved in everything. So if it come down to a situation where we got to be like, hey, this don't look right, I'm out. You know, I can see that this ain't for me. I'm out. I could, yeah. You know, I can feel this. You know that this ain't right. I got to move. I got to get away from this situation. And then when you see certain things, you know, hey, from the abstain from the from all appearance of evil, plain and simple. We got to try to have these type of, of, of practices and making sure that we are doing what we are supposed to be doing. You know, we can't get involved in everything. Everybody going to try and get you to do, well, you know, some people going to try and get you to do certain things, and you got to dare to be different. You got to stand up and say, hey, man, no, I ain't doing that. You know what? This ain't this ain't the way to go. You know, I'm good. I'll pass. Y'all got that. You know, and that's some of the things that we have to do within our, whether it be from our family or sometimes your church family. <clears throat> um, sometimes, I mean, you know, it could be some things that we know within the church that could be going wrong, you know, and we got to know, hey, I can't get involved in that. I can't do that, you know. So those are the types of things that we have to understand and we have to stay away from. Just like the word says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Stay away from it, you know. We got to be focused on that good, you know. We got to focus on when you know better, do better. Do the, do the things of the Lord. That's the good. You know, if you're trying to figure it out, you know, that's the, as the old saying goes, what would Jesus do? <laughs> you know, and if Jesus wouldn't do it, you know, hey, then you got your answer. You know, so we got to know that we're supposed to be doing good. You know, even when you when you mess up, you got to, you got to repent, get that thing right. But we are supposed to, like the scriptures say, abstain from all appearance of evil. So it looked wrong, it looked crazy, but we ain't getting involved in it because I don't want that on me, you know. So we got to know that and understand that. And like you say, it's okay to not be involved in everything. Verse 23, on down, and begin to wrap this up. In the very, in the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly, 
Hold on, let me read 22 on the same. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. You know, so listen, saints, I'm here to just just tell y'all and encourage y'all. My God is faithful. My God is awesome. You know, and he will hold you in perfect peace. So surely the God of peace will provide peace. Surely the God of love loves you and will show you how we are supposed to love. And his love is more than enough. And his grace is more than enough because my God is more than enough because whatever you need, God's got that. It don't matter what it is. It could be the, the keys to success in your life. God's got it. The plan for your life, God's got it. Like the scripture talks about, your mind, body, and soul, God's got it, which means that your salvation God's got that. So whatever you need, God's got it. And we got to understand that salvation goes through Jesus. And the scripture says Jesus, uh, this is another scripture, says, uh, Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastor. That's John 10 and 9. You know, so in other words, salvation goes through Jesus. And I said this before, and the only way in is through the door. So we got to find that door. And when you find that door, you got to help someone else find that door. So if you got Jesus, in, in other words, if you got Jesus, then we got to make sure that someone else gets that same Jesus that you have. We got to find someone else and, and, and show them the door, show them Jesus Christ. Because remember, we're all in this together. So if uh, um, I got to be doing my job, I got to be spreading the gospel, I got to be telling the world about Jesus Christ, got to be telling them who he is and what he stands for. That's what we are supposed to be doing because, like I said, we're all in this together, and salvation belongs to Jesus Christ. Salvation is from Jesus Christ, and salvation belongs to you as well if, if you are accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So on tonight, just want to encourage everyone, thank you all that are listening. Like you said, thank you all for tuning in. And I hope everyone was encouraged on tonight. Um, for those that are listening, thank you so much. You know, this um, holiday season is um, it, it's in effect right now. A lot of you may be within your families. You may be on the road. Um, a lot of pastors, first ladies on the road as well, and their family like to send them a shout-out. Um, as well, and hope everything, they're, they're having fun, they're on vacation, hope everything is going well. Um, and for those that are listening, even if you're on vacation, I hope you all enjoyed the message, hope you all are encouraged. Uh, thank everyone uh, for listening and tuning in, and um going to see if anyone wants to say anything before going to um, closing and, and everything. Anybody want to say anything? If so, please say so now.
All right. All right. That's no problem. We're not going to prolong the uh, service. Thank everyone for um, listening again. Thank you for the help um, on tonight. Thank you for my wife uh, for her comments that she gave on tonight. Listen, saints, um, hopefully you all have enjoyed Bible study. And definitely um, if anyone on tonight would like to be um, a blessing unto our church ministry um, on tonight, we, like Pastor has said, we are supposed to get everything fixed with the um, with our extended arms cash out, but I don't believe that has been settled as of yet. So if anyone would like to be a blessing, you can send that out to the church's cash app, which is dollar sign PTC 877. Again, that is dollar sign PTC 877. Um, this will go along with the help and the work that um, is done within the community um, and, and a lot of different things um, that, you know, we have set to do. Like we said, this is a part of it. We said we're all in this together. Um, and in order to do so, uh, we can pour in. You may not be able to be there physically, but um, your actual gift or monetary gift will help someone. Uh, the time that we were able to use that, whether it be to feed a family, put a family in a hotel or pay a, pay rent or, or some of those types of things that, you know, Extended Arms has been able to do. Um, it's been done through those donations. And we'd like to thank everyone, um, no matter the amount, uh, big or small, it all helps. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for everything. And get ready to pray out. Lord Jesus, we'd like to thank you on tonight, Lord, for um, a great service, Lord, for everyone tuning in. Um, thank you for your Holy Spirit showing up and showing out on tonight. Father God, thank you for you taking over the service, Lord, and praying that someone uh, was encouraged, that you touched someone hard on tonight. Father God, I'm praying that someone got a better understanding, someone got a little bit closer to you, Lord. Help us all to continue to um, get closer to you on tonight and going forward, Father God. And we're just like to thank you, Lord, and continuing to um, remind your people that Jesus is the reason for the season. Um, and right now, even though we, we have a lot of things going on, let's continue to keep our hearts, minds, and eyes on Christ and on the prize, which is heaven, Lord. And we're just like to thank you um, as we leave this place for never your presence. We leave our, uh, read our great commission, uh, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. And it reads, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. And lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the world. Amen.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.